Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. By the way, Biden's numbers are still on the toilet. Forty two percent approval. Just so you know. What is the purpose of immigration? What is the purpose of immigration? And what's been the purpose of immigration in the past? You have a country, the United States of America. You have citizens. Citizens are supposed to be represented by the people who seek to represent them and get elected. It is the job of those who are elected to represent the citizenry and the best interests of the citizenry. The people who are here now in the United States. That is not happening. That hasn't been happening for a long time. What is happening now is the the ruling class has a complete disconnect from the American people. And what they are doing is trying to change the country. Now they have various motivations. The Democrat Party feels this is political. The media are all for it. If you state the obvious, why do we have open borders? What exactly is the purpose? And you explain that the purpose is to change the makeup of the country because that's what open borders do. That is, non-citizens coming into the country. You're accused of weird things 
like replacement theory. I never heard of replacement theory until the Democrats kept spouting it because they embrace it. There's a piece out today about how Texas is now the majority population in Texas is Hispanic, not Caucasian. I didn't write the article. The media wrote the article, and a liberal media outlet at that. I didn't track it. The United States Census Bureau tracked it. I'm just looking at it. So if I acknowledge what's obvious, the federal government's putting out the numbers, the media's putting out the numbers, the border's open and it's inexplicable, what am I supposed to conclude? Now that doesn't mean it will work as the Democrats want. That doesn't mean there won't be backlash. That doesn't mean that all the people coming into the country want to vote Democrat at this point. They see what a, what a destructive, menacing, criminal, corrupt force the Democrat Party has become. But it is what it is. We have a president of the United States who refuses to go to the border, whether it's Texas or New Mexico or Arizona. He refuses to go to the border. We have a vice president of the United States, as close as she got to the border, was a military base. She refuses to go to the border. Refuses. And the reason they refuse is because they don't want to see their own handiwork. We have a media in America that will spend more time listening to the reprobate mayors of New York, Washington, and Chicago, over a few hundred or a few thousand illegal immigrants busted to their cities, that will spend time on the border that see, to see what's happening in McAllen, Texas, or El Paso, Texas, or anywhere along the border. You don't see shows done or Sunday shows done on these networks about the ranchers and the farmers and the private property owners and what's happening. You don't see documentaries done by Frontline on PBS, which did a tremendous propaganda show the other night on January 6th. You don't see them down on the border talking about the rape trees and the children being molested and the drugs on the border pouring into America and killing our young people. You don't see the ruling class media, the American Pravda, concerned in the least about what's going on on the border. Instead, they attack these Republican governors for doing anything they can, whatever they can, to try and prevent the disaster that's occurring, fighting the federal government as best as they can, and trying to draw attention to this issue, and brilliantly so. Almost 5 million people have come into this... <coughs> excuse me, 5 million people have come into this country since Biden's been president. Five million. That's a lot of people. Who are they? We don't know. Any criminals? Yes. Any terrorists? Yes. Drugs? Yes. The cartels are getting a a foothold. We have our own federal law enforcement on the border telling us that the cartels control the border. Their hands are tied. They're not allowed to do anything. So basically, as I've said many times, the Border Patrol and ICE as well have been effectively defunded. 
because they can't do their jobs. And the jobs they're doing really shouldn't be their jobs, taking care of little kids and so forth. So we're being overrun. Overrun. A few hundred people are dropped off in Washington, D.C. A hundred, actually, in front of the vice president's house. And they're flipping out. Fifty people flown into Martha's Vineyard by the governor of Florida. And Martha's Vineyard says they don't have the capacity to handle it. They don't know what to do. Chicago, a few thousand tops have been busted into Chicago. And Mayor Lightweight is attacking people, calling them names, going on and on and on. It's their party that's doing this. Why are they attacking the governors? Why don't they attack Joe Biden? Because they're frauds, that's why. They're frauds, that's why. And who's paying for all this? For the schools. For the health care. For the law enforcement. For the damaged private property. For all the NGOs who are helping out, the nonprofit groups. Who's paying for all this? You are. And you have no say in it. You have no control over any of it. This is one of scores of areas in our society, in our culture, that the Democrats are trying to destroy and replace. We don't have an effective immigration system anymore. It's gone. It's been destroyed by Joe Biden and his party. We don't have enough administrative law judges, so they're overwhelmed. So they can't do their job. You have in this country every single day amnesty by the thousands, amnesty. And nobody ever voted for this. You didn't, Congress didn't, nobody. This is the greatest amnesty in the history of America. The greatest amnesty in the history of America. And it's utterly lawless. The people coming into the country are violating our laws. Joe Biden and his administration are violating our laws. The Department of Justice has done absolutely nothing about this. They want to talk about documents in January 6th. As each and every day, this administration is breaking federal law, undermining our national security and undermining our our sovereignty. Show me one nation that has survived this sort of thing. Just show me one. There are none. There are none. Yes, this is replacement theory. This is replacement reality. What do I mean by that? We've replaced a constitutional republic with a Marxist authoritarian regime. That's what I mean by this. 
And so they talk about the Republicans are using the migrants as political pawns. This administration, this administration is very, very effective at the big lie. At the big lie. Now, Griff Jenkins was in front of the observatory, the National Observatory, which is where the vice president lives, or thereabouts. And he's interviewing an illegal immigrant that came off a bus this morning. Cut one, go. Do you believe that President Biden has made it possible for you to come here? And what would you like to say to President Biden? My gratitude to the president and all the members of the government. There you go. Cut two, go. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. And then, But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Look how brazen it is. Brazen. And we're supposed to believe none of this is happening. Here's Kamala Harris on Meet the Press last Sunday. Cut three, go. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. She's such a rat fink, such a liar. And speaking of, here's the press idiot to the idiot president. Cut four, go. But busing aside, how do you explain this influx? Well, again, we, we understand that we have work to do. We understand that. And we have been doing the work to do that. Uh, we have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border and rebuild a safer and orderly process system. No, it's an amnesty system. And it's not safe and it's not orderly. When the hell will the rest of the media get down to that border and see what's happening to those people? And count the dead bodies in the freezers. When the hell will the media go down there and see what's happening to the little kids and to the women? And yes, the kids being molested. When the hell will they go down there and look into the sex trade that's taking place? When the hell will they go down there and look at these people who are basically indentured servants carrying fentanyl and other drugs across the border? When will they go down there and see how the, how the drug cartels on the other side of the river are laughing? Why don't they go down there to those towns on the border and see what's happening to those towns? And talk to some of the citizens there, Democrat, Republican, no party, and see what they think about what's happening to their communities, most of which are quite small. When will they do that? Never. They're never going to do it, despite hundreds of billions of dollars in resources by the three big networks, by cable. By the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the rest of them. They're never going to drag their fat asses down to the border to see what's going on. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17th, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. You know, it's an amazing thing, uh, the complete lack of respect for the rule of law and the Constitution by an administration. As they go after Donald Trump and scores and scores of people from his administration and campaign and his lawyers. Um, it's, it, it's just uh, shocking. And then you look at the border, utter and complete anarchy and lawlessness. People entering this country at will. You heard the gentleman, the illegal alien who just spoke in front of the vice president's house. Everybody knows it's open. He's, well, how do you know? We just walked in. Illegally, yes. We just came in. That means Biden and his party have absolutely no respect for you, your safety, your jobs, your school systems, or anything else. What's the limit? for the number of people coming into the country. I would ask the press this question. What's the limit? What if a billion people want to come into America? Is that okay? A hundred million? Fifty million? And what happens to a country? It collapses. Every trigger that is used to collapse a society and a culture is being pulled by this administration. Every single one. From energy independence to immigration, to our classrooms. They reach down into women's sports, the change in language, the war on the courts. Shocking. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17th, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. 
The new American revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I think it, it is fair to say that we are at least two countries or two peoples in one country, at least two. Those of us who believe in the founding and those of us who believe in the rule of law and law and order and those of us who believe that America is a special place, the most special of all places, those of us who believe that we are a sovereign nation and the borders need to be secured in order to remain a sovereign nation, those of us who know something about history, recent and otherwise, and can foresee what's happening to the country, We can, we can tell what's happening. And there are those who just don't give an S. There are those who, who wish to destroy from within, and most of these people have done nothing to build anything. Nothing to build anything in this country. Or they benefit from the deterioration of the country, or they benefit from economic socialism and cultural Marxism. And I believe that's quite obvious. Why do you think the teachers' unions are so radical? Because all their power, all their power, comes from taxation and legislation. It's not merit-based. It's not competition-based. This is where their power comes from. The more brutally aggressive a government is, the more the government... (laughs) can take from you in the form of property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes. Take from you and give to them. I talk about the unions. I'm not getting into all the teachers, but I'm talking about the unions. Most of the teachers, most being over 70%, do in fact agree with their union. Because now even the unions are packing the membership of the teachers with more and more radicalized and younger individuals. You can see the same thing with the federal bureaucracy. You can see the same thing with federal prosecutors and FBI agents at senior levels and other levels. They want the power. They want to decide who can and cannot run for president. They want to decide whether or not a presidency or a candidacy should be sabotaged. They want to decide whether or not they will enforce federal Immigration law and other federal laws, race discrimination laws. Yes, white people are protected under those laws, too. Asian people are protected under those laws, too. Jews are protected under those laws. They're just saying whether or not this administration enforces them properly. They want to be able to force you to say things you don't want to say. Pronouns instead of real names. They want to force you. To reject real science, not just when it comes to the virus, masks, and your own liberty and independence. But when it comes to acknowledging what a baby is. A real baby. No, no, you don't understand. It's a woman's choice. It's a woman's choice. Yes. And so all you women out there need to register and vote Democrat. So more and more people have the right to kill Real babies. That's their position. 
It's not about the first 15 weeks. It's about the last second before birth. When it comes to the classroom, when it comes to the border, when it comes to the value of the currency, your pension, your savings, when it comes now to the depreciating value <coughs> excuse me, of your home, when it comes to increased crime, murder, rape, assault, robbery, when it comes to increased inflation, increased food prices, increased gasoline prices, brownouts, blackouts that are going to start spreading across this country just a matter of time. The Democrat Party's done all this. All of it. They have their media that runs interference for them, and they hope that'll work. They're depending on it. They have their own oligarchs. We have oligarchs in this country. Oligarchs. Who use their positions, now that they've made billions and billions, for power. They want the power. Not just the money, they want the power. And if that means destroying your opportunity to become successful, your opportunity to become wealthy, or your opportunity, period, just to be left alone, they don't care. I've come to conclude that that's why you have so many wealthy people who are radical Democrats. It's about power, the centralization of power. And they want to be on the right side of that. They don't want the FBI investigating them. They don't want the Department of Justice investigating them. They don't want the IRS investigating them. How many multi-billionaire, big-time, radical Democrats are ever investigated, let alone charged? Can you think of any? Epstein. Boy, he got away with it for a very, very, very long time with his buddy Clinton, didn't he? He sure did. Two Americas at a minimum. And you're expected to work for the other America. You're not citizens. You're servants to the other America. You must comply. You must conform. You must use their language. You must do what they tell you, whether it's vaccines or masks. And if you don't, you're the fascist. And if you don't, you're the white supremacist, whether you're white or not. And if you don't, you're the one preventing progress. You get my point? You still have access to the ballot box, at least for now. And even there, what do the Democrats want to do? They want to destroy it by overwhelming it. They want you to believe that they believe in voting. When in fact they don't. When they get laws changed in various states, it's to prevent illegitimate vote. They don't believe in voting any more than Saddam Hussein believed in voting or Putin believes in voting. You know, they were elected to, quote unquote. That's how much they believe in voting. Drop boxes like those are secure. The most secure way of voting is showing up in person, 
showing identification and voting, which is exactly what they oppose. No identification and vote any way you want. But whatever you do, don't show up on Election Day. Use drop boxes, absentee ballots, early voting. Now they want digital voting if they can get it and so forth. Don't show up in person. Why? It's the easiest way to find out if somebody's cheating, which is why it's really the only way you can vote in most cases in industrialized Europe, which gave up on drop boxes and all the rest of it. But even they are more legitimate. So last night I did something I haven't done in years and maybe even decades. I watched Frontline, which is on PBS, mostly because I like the music, but I watched it. And it was an entire propaganda film or show on January 6th and had all the never Trumpers highlighted Cheney and Kingsinger highlighted all the accusations. There they showed Trump giving a speech on January 6th. Of course, they did not play where he told people to be peaceful and, and civil. They never even played that part. Of course, they have the usual never Trumper reprobates on there like Mona Charon, self-righteous, Bill Crystal. And they want you to believe, and it's propaganda, pure and simple, that you're paying for. And these major foundations are paying for. And they really want you to believe that on that day, we almost lost our country. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people show up at a protest. And yet we almost lost our country. Were those hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people armed? No. Did the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people storm the Capitol building? No. Obviously, some did. And they're being punished, unlike Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And they should be. But then, as usual, they go too far. It's Trump, the dictator, the authoritarian. And the photos that they used and the clips they used of Trump, you would have thought he was Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, or Mussolini, or Toja. It was disgusting. The abuses of the January 6th committee, not mentioned once. The abuses of the Attorney General of the United States, who still to this day has failed to recuse himself, not mentioned once. The Stasi tactics of the FBI, not mentioned once. Not once. Public Broadcasting Corporation, at least two Americas, at least two populations here. You and me, we just want to be left alone. We don't want people pushing us around telling us what we can drive, what we can't drive, how much of our money we're allowed to keep. We're not trying to nationalize our positions within blue states. Blue states want to go nuts, go nuts. Just leave the rest of us alone, but they won't. Because that's an ideology that wants to centralize its power and impose it and project it on every corner of the country. 
you and I, we don't believe in that. And so we're constantly on defense. You will decide while we still can. While we still can. You can decide and you will decide whether this republic survives. I don't know if it'll survive. I honestly don't. But you have the ability in this next election to influence that, at least in the short term. It's worth fighting for, America. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17th, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Ron DeSantis at a press conference today about the 50 migrants that he had flown to Martha's Vineyard, which is a promise he had made, cut six, go. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud okay they they are supporting policies that are just frankly indefensible it is not defensible for a superpower to not have any control over the territory of its country over the borders of its country and he inherited a situation where you didn't have this happening And yes, we needed to build the wall. There was more that we needed to do. He reversed the Trump policies, knowing what would end up happening. And you know, one of the reasons why we want to transport, because we obviously, it's expensive if people are coming here. You gotta, it taxes social services and all these other things. And so if we can do in a sanctuary, well then the chance that they come to Florida goes down dramatically. But it is also the case that you know, every community in America should be sharing in the burdens. It shouldn't all fall on a handful of red states. Mm-hmm. Can't have that. I think we call that equity. Cut seven, go. Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. They're doing it and they're farming people out all around. They're also doing things like, so, you know, we've had people right on the border uh, helping, working ways. They will dump in San Antonio and these people have, uh, you know, they're basically just there. 
And a lot of them end up migrating to different parts, but it's harder for us to stop a onesie twosie coming into Florida because I don't know if you're just driving a normal car and you have one or two people in it who are illegal, you, you can't determine that on the front end. You can do if there's large movement or caravans or buses, but we haven't had that partially because Governor Abbott is busing to New York City and D.C. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, look, we, we don't have lines of people coming in that way. We have people coming in two, three, four at a time. So we have illegal aliens coming into Florida and we can't keep track of anything. There you go, Joe Biden. That's why I spent the entire hour explaining Americanism versus tyranny. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number... 877-381-3811 Perhaps the most disgusting observations made about this whole thing was by Ken Burns, this filmmaker who is way overrated the filmmaker of the U.S. and the Holocaust which he's out promoting, I suppose The U.S. and the Holocaust? How about Germany and the Holocaust? But nonetheless. And I suspect, having not seen his film, that he's going to spend a lot of time on the New York Times and the other media and Franklin Roosevelt. Not so much January 6th, I would think. I want you to think about that. The Democrat Party, their great hero is Franklin Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt sent the word out to their media to tamp down coverage of the Holocaust. That's exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. And he used the IRS against media outlets, against political opponents. He used the FBI. He certainly wasn't treated like Trump's been treated, that's for sure. But Ken Burns is a leftist, he's a Democrat, and he's on CNN. And so he's looking at what these Republican governors are doing, and he compares it to Hitler, the Germans, Jim Crow. What happened to the Jews? Cut nine, go. When it was critical for us to relieve the suffering of refugees coming from the Holocaust, we did not do enough. And it's on the administration at the time. It's on the various executive departments. It's on the Congress that had passed pernicious immigration laws in the 20s. And it's on the people of the United States who had inherited the kind of 
toxic anti-Semitism, anti-immigrant sentiment. The depression was happening. There's racism in the country. Hitler had admired the way we had taken care of our indigenous populations. We, they, they studied our Jim Crow laws. The Germans study our Jim Crow laws to fashion anti-discrimination laws against the Jews. Now, here's the thing, folks. How do you compare any of that with today? When we have 4.8 million, soon to be 5 million people who've come across that border in 20 months. When we have illegal immigrants, 2 million or so, walking freely around our country. You know, everything that happens doesn't have to be compared with or isn't equivalent to or isn't a parallel with the Holocaust. Some things perhaps, but very few. So what is he saying here, that the United States, that we the people, are racists? That we're no better than the Germans were during the Third Reich? How do you even come up with such a conclusion? Cut 10, go. We woke up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one for one. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. Well, it's the abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political Let me tell you purpose. something, you moron. DeSantis has done more in support of Israel and the Jews in his state and others in his state than anybody I can think of. This is grotesque. And to have this clown, John Berman, with the IQ of a parakeet, goading this kind of conclusion is really appalling. And I'm waiting for the Anti-Defamation League to speak out, but it won't. It embraces this. No, this has nothing to do with the Holocaust. It has nothing to do with the racism in Germany. It has nothing to do with Adolf Hitler. It has nothing to do with Franklin Roosevelt and the New York Times and the rest. And they're covering up the Holocaust and their anti-Semitism. It has everything to do with a lawless administration, an open border where millions and millions of people are coming across. We're not gassing people. We're not executing people. We're not creating mass graves of people. What the hell's going on here? And this sort of crap airs on CNN. So now it's even worse. You're not only a fascist, ladies and gentlemen, if you believe in following the rule of law, enforcing the rule of law, now you're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. The Democrat Party, let me be blunt as blunt as I know how, was the party of slavery and segregation. 
It was the party of Jim Crow. If Hitler learned from Jim Crow, he learned from the Democrats. That's right. It's the Democrat Party if reparations are to be paid. It's the Democrat Party that needs to pay reparations. Not the Republicans. Most of the Northerns who fought against the Confederacy and against slavery were Republicans under Republican administration. And many lost their lives. They don't need to pay reparations to anybody. That's number one. Number two, it's the institutions of the modern left. The New York Times and the Washington Post. Franklin Roosevelt. The Department of State. It's those institutions that covered up the Holocaust right up until 1944. Right up until 1944. We'll see how honest and straightforward this Ken Burns film is because I happen to be quite knowledgeable about this. Quite knowledgeable about it. But it was the Democrat Party's president, the Democrat Party's administration, the Democrat Party's mouthpiece in the media that covered up the Holocaust in key years when the United States could have done something. How is it that the Democrat Party as an institution still stands? They can talk about January 6th all they want. Let's talk about the Civil War. Let's talk about segregation. Let's talk about its alliance with the Klan. Let's talk about the Klan bake in 1924 at the Democrat convention where they wouldn't even outlaw lynchings or condemn them. Let's talk about it. Happy to talk about Jim Crow, but if we talk about Jim Crow, we have to talk about Joe Biden and his role in Jim Crow. Any of you folks see that movie on Elvis? Did you see that movie, Mr. Producer? On Netflix? Well, I had to be dragged and pushed to watch it on Netflix the other night by wifey. It's a damn good movie. And there's a senator in that movie who hates Elvis because Elvis grew up among African Americans. He learned a lot about his singing style and his dancing style and so forth from blacks in Mississippi and then later Tennessee, Memphis area. And he often went back. And he didn't have a racist bone in his body. Quite the contrary. But it shows this James Eastland trying to shut Elvis down. It shows this James Eastland as the racist that he was, the segregationist that he was. That was Joe Biden's friend. That was one of Joe Biden's mentors. James Eastland. James Eastland. John Stennis, Mississippi. You know who, who I'm talking about. The Democrat Party. The Democrats try and rewrite history and say, no, 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 those are Republicans now. They were No, no, they weren't. That generation of Democrats died off. That's true. But the battle over civil rights was 
Democrats against Republicans and Democrats against Democrats. But it was the Democrats. Slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, which was obviously a part of segregation. And now they flipped, you see, now they're American Marxists. They flipped. But it's the same Democrat Party that covered up the Holocaust through Franklin Roosevelt and the New York Times. It's the same Democrat administration with their anti-Semites in the State Department. Don't close your ears to this. This is very important. The Democrat Party has never braced Americanism. Never. 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 And it doesn't embrace it today. And neither do its media. Just as they helped it in the 40s and 30s. Just as they helped it early on in our this last, the last uh, century, covering up for Stalin, just as it did in the 50s, covering up for Castro, that is the media, does the same today. So when Ken Burns makes statements like this, it's appalling, and it's the same Democrat Party that's manipulating immigration today on the border that won't secure the border it's the same Democrat Party today that is pushing, certainly broadly, but Americanized and tailorized forms of Marxism in our own country and economic socialism. And to hear this little puke, Ken Burns, to say what he said is really disgusting. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Miranda Devine, New York Post. Facebook spied on private messages of Americans who questioned 2020 election. Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. 
Under the FBI collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red flagged those supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause, alleged one of the sources who spoke on condition of anonymity. Now, let's see here. Looking for Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. These private messages that have been farmed out as leads to FBI field offices around the country, which subsequently requested subpoenas from the partner U.S. Attorney's Office in their district to officially obtain the private conversations that Facebook already had shown them. But when the targeted Facebook users were investigated by agents in a local FBI field office, sometimes using covert surveillance techniques, nothing criminal or violent turned up. Facebook spied on the private messages of Americans who questioned the 2020 election, DOJ sources said. All right, now I'm going to reveal something to you. Now I'm going to reveal something to you. And I want you to listen to me. I was asked not to, but I am. 13 emails. Emails. Exchanges. That I had with John Eastman, an attorney for Donald Trump. Wound up with the January 6th committee. Absolutely harmless emails. In fact, I was telling Eastman that some of the things he had in mind wouldn't cut it constitutionally. Putting that aside, where the hell did the committee get 13 of my emails, Mr. Producer? How did they get 13 of Mark's emails? I am going to get to the bottom of this one day, some way. Maybe when and if the Republicans take the House. I'm a media figure. Nothing to do with January 6th. I had no idea what's going on on January 6th. But I want to know how the government got my 13 emails. I went back and read them. Absolutely harmless. I get people asking me questions all the time about the law, the Constitution, and so forth. I can't even keep track of it it's so often. People who are in public, people who are in private, listeners, viewers, whatever. I lose track of it. That said, where the hell did they get them from? Now, there's a few political hacks who are dressed up as media types who've noted that they believe I have emails and privileges have been asserted over them and so forth and so on. I don't know what's been asserted over what. 
I'm not involved. But their immediate assumption was that I was giving advice on what to do. Gave no advice on what to do. But I want to know how my emails, innocent emails nonetheless, but how my emails got in the hands of the January 6th committee and God knows who else. I want to know if my computer has been tapped into. I want to know if my iPhone's been tapped into. I want to know. And at one point, sometime, some way, I'm going to find out. And whatever bastard or bastards have done it, I'm going to use the law to do everything I can to punish you. I'll be right back. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a another something else pure talk is going to give you this month when you switch to pure talk you pay for month one and pure talk will give you month two for free so do this just go to puretalk.com choose your plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and check out and get your second month free go to puretalk.com enter promo code levin podcast to switch to my company pure talk Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. So let me continue. We do have a little breaking news, but I want to finish this with Miranda Devine at the New York Post. She is an exquisite, an intrepid reporter. As I said, Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments or question the 2020 election, according to sources within the Department of Justice. Under the FBI collaboration operation, somebody at Facebook red-flagged those supposedly subversive private messages over the past 19 months and transmitted them in redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. They're very busy there tracking parents, getting information from Facebook on innocent citizens. Really quite remarkable what Facebook is up to, but even more the Department of Injustice. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause, Allege one of the sources who spoke on condition of anonymity. Now, remember, they were working with big tech, Facebook, Zuckerberg, to censor you as well. So the, the oligarchs really are the Democrat Party oligarchs that work with the Democrat regime to silence you and, of course, to monitor you. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena, they said. These private messages then have been farmed out as leads to FBI field offices around the country 
which subsequently requested subpoenas for the partner U.S. attorney's office in their district to officially obtain the private conversations that Facebook has already shown them. It's a cover-up. But when the targeted Facebook users were investigated by agents in a local FBI field office, sometimes using covert surveillance techniques, nothing criminal or violent turned up. Facebook spied on the private messages of Americans who questioned the 2020 election. This is from DOJ sources. It was a waste of time, said one source familiar with the subpoena request lodged during a 19-month frenzy by FBI headquarters in Washington to produce the caseload to match the Biden administration's rhetoric on domestic terrorism after the January 6th Capitol riot. The Facebook users, whose private communications Facebook had red flagged, as domestic terrorism for the FBI, were all conservative right-wing individuals, quote-unquote. Quote, they were gun-toting, red-blooded Americans who were angry after the election and shooting off their mouths and talking about staging protests. There was nothing criminal, nothing about violence or massacring or assassinating anyone. As soon as a subpoena was requested, within an hour, Facebook sent back gigabytes of data and photos It was ready to go. They were just waiting for the legal process so they could send it. In other words, Facebook was coordinating with the FBI. And they didn't follow the legal process, of course. They covered up their dirty deeds. That is the FBI. Facebook denied the allegations yesterday. In two contrasting statements sent one hour apart, Erica Sacken, a spokesperson at Facebook's parent company, Meta, claimed Facebook's interactions with the FBI were designed to protect people from harm. In her first statement, she said these claims are false because they reflect a misunderstanding of how our systems protect people from harm and how we engage with law enforcement. We carefully scrutinize all government requests for user information to make sure they're legally valid and narrowly tailored So you're going to rely on Zuckerberg and his crew, ladies and gentlemen? But in a second unprompted updated statement sent 64 minutes later, the same person, Sagan, altered her language to say the claims are wrong, not false. These claims are just wrong, she said. The suggestion that we seek out people's private messages for anti-government language or questions about the validity of past elections and then proactively supply those to the FBI is plainly inaccurate, and there's zero evidence to support it, said Sagan, a D.C.-based crisis response expert who previously worked for Planned Parenthood and Obama for America and now leads Facebook's communications on counterterrorism and dangerous organizations and individuals. In a statement yesterday, the FBI neither confirmed nor denied allegations put to it about its joint operation with Facebook, which is designated as unclassified law enforcement sensitive. Now, responding to questions about the misuse of data only of American users, the statement curiously focused on foreign malign influence actors, but did acknowledge that the nature of the FBI's relationship with social media providers enables a quick exchange of information and is an ongoing dialogue. Facebook, their denial that it proactively provides the FBI with private user data without a subpoena search warrant, if true, would indicate that the initial transfer has been done by a person or persons 
at the company designated as a confidential human source by the FBI, someone with the authority to access and search users' private messages. In this way, Facebook would have plausible deniability if questions arose about misuse. They're getting really good inside information, is the New York Post. If questions arose about misuse of users' data and its employees' confidentiality would be protected by the FBI. Before any subpoena was sought, that information had already been provided to FBI headquarters. The lead already contained specifics of the information inside the users' messages. So as I say, private citizen information was provided to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And then they would seek a subpoena if they already violated your due process rights. You understand? And your First Amendment rights. Some of the targeted Americans had posted photos of themselves shooting guns together and bitching about what's happened after the 2020 election. Few were members of a militia, but that was protected by the Second Amendment. They, Facebook and the FBI, were looking for conservative right-wing individuals. None were Antifa types. That's a quote from the source. One private conversation targeted for investigation, quote, spun up into multiple cases because there were multiple individuals in all these different chats. And it goes on. And you see, this is why you can see now what the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington is doing, throwing out subpoenas like they're throwing out, you know, peanuts to elephants just all over the place. Subpoena, subpoena, subpoena. Subpoena, Mr. My Pillow. I mean, everybody and anyone who's in anybody's loop, anybody and anyone. This is a massive constitutional crisis that we're in right now because of them. A massive constitutional crisis. And by the way, Letitia James, the radical hack Marxist attorney general of New York, whom you've all heard about, who should have had her license pulled a long time ago. She's in a very tight race for attorney general of New York. And we will have her Republican opponent on this program next week. Correct, Mr. Producer? Because that would be fantastic. If you have a Republican governor, Lee Zeldin, can help clean up that state. Republican attorney general who will kick this Letitia James's ass out of office. Send her back to the Castro-like organization she came from. It's time to have a change. It's very, very important. Now with all this talk from Ken Burns and the other reprobates, there's a Hispanic student at UC Berkeley. They're having a discussion about social justice. And yet she said something that probably drove the lefties nuts. Cut 12, Mr. Producer, go. I'm a math major, so I'm a STEM major. And in my school, they're starting to bring in social justice into STEM. And I already, I've talked to the school and with my department, and I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you bringing in something in something that has to do with social justice that has nothing to do with STEM? 
And they, the excuse that they want, that they bring to me is because of minorities, poor minorities. I'm a minority, I'm Hispanic and I am a woman. And I'm like, I'm not a victim and I don't need you to feel sorry for me. We don't need social justice. And they keep telling, and they keep saying, oh yes, we do because we're a social justice school. That is what we do. And if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. You can leave. And, 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 they, I, I am, my concentration is in teaching. An advisor, listen, told me this. I told her, I'm not a bad person. I actually care about the education system and getting, and, you know, getting, ma making sure that minority students actually get into STEM. That's my mission and my purpose. And I'm like, I'm not a bad person. You know what she told me? She told me this. Oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> she told me not that, she told me this not once, two times, two times in different locations. You know something? We don't need social justice at all. No, good for you, young lady. What we need is to get these malcontents the hell out of positions of authority. And they are everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. I'll be right back. Mark in. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a another something else pure talk is going to give you this month when you switch to pure talk you pay for month one and pure talk will give you month two for free so do this just go to puretalk.com choose your plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and check out and get your second month free go to puretalk.com enter promo code levin podcast to switch to my company pure talk Stacey Abrams, she wants to be governor of Georgia. That's okay. Which Georgia? Georgia near Russia? I think so. It's more in line with her thinking, although even they would reject her, I think. She was on The View, what was this, yesterday, Mr. Producer? Being interviewed by Sonny Hostin, another reprobate. Cut 14, go! So this is your second run against uh, incumbent Brian Kemp for governor, and polls show a tight race, especially the poll this morning. Um, now, when you lost in 2018, you didn't traditionally concede, which I appreciated, because you cited voter suppression. She appreciates that, see? I wonder if the FBI is investigating her and took her phone. Go ahead. Confident that this will be a free and fair collection and, uh, um, sorry, um, election and not... Direction a repeat performance of what happened before. So Gee, I, I appreciate the, the question and the framing. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. All right, she's <laughs> never denied that she's lost. Cut 15, go. I saw that there was a challenge with our voting system in the state of Georgia. I never denied the election. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. You refuse to concede 
and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. Was the election in Georgia statewide a free and fair election? It was not a free and fair election. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. You uh, notably did not concede. I did not. Okay, you acknowledged that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Georgia voters did not have their votes counted. They were not allowed to cast votes. They had their votes discarded. And it was not fair to those who filled out absentee ballots. And depending on the county you sent it to, it either was counted or not counted, assuming you received it in time. Brian Kemp oversaw for eight years the systematic and systemic dismantling of our democracy. And that means there could not be free and fair elections in Georgia. So you don't what is it with these won't... Democrats and their pathological lies? She even lies about lying. What about this, Sonny? And remember, every name on The View is the opposite of what these people are. Sonny Hostin. Nothing sunny about her. But you see, she agrees with Abrams. Voter suppression. And Abrams didn't really leave. These are election deniers, are they not, ladies and gentlemen? I wonder if the pubic broadcasting system is going to do a special on this, PBS. Of course not. Of course not. They are election deniers, but it's okay. It's okay if you have an FBI that tries to take out candidate Trump. It's okay. It's not a big deal. All right. So a special master has been appointed. Trying to pull this up here. Here it is. Special master appointed. It's no surprise. uh, To review documents from Mar-a-Lago. DOG requests to revive criminal probe is rejected. I like this judge. She's coming under vicious attack, but she's strong and smart. It's Judge Aileen Cannon. A Brooklyn-based federal judge was selected on Thursday to serve as an independent arbiter to review the material seized in the FBI's search of former President Trump's Florida home. Special Master will be Senior Judge Raymond Deary, who was put forward as a possible candidate for the Special Master role by Trump, who had sued in court to obtain the review. The Justice Department also endorsed his appointment. This makes me nervous. I hope Trump's lawyers knew what they were doing here. U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon also rejected the Justice Department's bid to revive its investigation into classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago last month. The denial sets the stage for the Department's dispute with Trump over the search to move quickly to an appeals court and potentially the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, good for her. She hasn't been intimidated. Cannon gave the special master a deadline of November 30 to finish his review of potentially privileged documents. The schedule puts the review ending after the midterm congressional elections. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what they're all about. The media, the Democrats, the Justice Department, and the FBI. Come on, come on, let's get it done before the midterm. Come on, we got to affect the midterm. I'm still keeping an eye on potential October surprises. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. 
And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. So much to do, so little time left. Casey DeSantis, the great first lady of Florida, just as brilliant, just as feisty as the governor. Casey DeSantis, this is the Washington Examiner, slams Democratic Lieutenant Governor hopeful for disgusting joke. Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis did not hold back when criticizing Democratic gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist's running mate for a disgusting joke at the expense of special needs children. Carla Hernandez-Matz, the Democratic candidate for lieutenant governor, by the way, she is a complete union hack for the teachers' union, was caught on video Tuesday claiming that her experience as a teacher of special needs children who are, quote, emotionally handicapped, unquote, puts her in a good position, quote, to deal with the dysfunctional legislature, unquote. That's pretty nasty. And Casey DeSantis shot back. As a mom, I'm disgusted and sickened by the callous, insensitive, and ignorant comments by someone who claims to be an advocate for children. Carla saying that children with unique abilities are dysfunctional and equating them to your political opponents is beyond a new low. As First Lady, I will make it my mission to let all parents across this state know of the hate in your heart. Shame on you. Just shame on you. That's the truth. The Democrats, they pretend to care about people, but they don't. Babies in the womb. Your grocery bills, your gasoline bills. Brownouts, they don't give a crap. They just don't. And I mentioned earlier in New York, you've got this horrific attorney general, Letitia James. Her friends call her Tisha. Her enemies call, well, I won't get into that. Our friend Matt Vespa is New York's anti-Trump attorney general on the verge of collapse. Good Lord, that would be wonderful. That would be a coup if this were to happen come election day. No, I'm not talking about a literal coup. Just a nice upset win against an anti-Trump zealot. 
Still a Republican winning statewide in deep blue New York for an office that usually doesn't get much attention. Certainly by the media. Would be a nice scalp for the party this election cycle. Attorney General Letitia James seemed poised to become a serious gubernatorial candidate in the wake of the groping fiasco that engulfed then-Governor Andrew Cuomo, a scandal that became so enveloping that he was forced to resign. Gee, what happened to that? Poof, gone. James was one of the state officials that took the allegation seriously. A report confirming that Cuomo had engaged in sexual harassment was probably the kill shot to his governorship. Kathy <laughs> replaced him and took a strong lead in the polls, which forced James to retreat, opting to run for another term as New York Attorney General. James has openly declared war on Donald Trump. You cannot have a prosecutor, somebody who runs to be prosecutor and then is a prosecutor, who's targeting somebody. And that's what James has done. And she ought to lose her license. She should be disbarred, but she won't be. Because the New York bar is filled with radical hacks just like her. May I go on? James had openly declared war on Donald Trump, focusing her office's resources on the former president's organization for the alleged felonious activity. After the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago on August 8, Trump sat down for a depiction with James's office about his organization, where he pleaded the fifth. Ms. James has also sued the National Rifle Association for numerous financial misconduct charges. Uh, Mr. Producer, has she sued Black Lives Matter? No. Wow. The lawfare against our Second Amendment rights and Donald Trump is enough reason to boot Letitia. Then again, he says, I'm not saying this is a quality worthy of political salvation, but she has plenty of Democratic allies as well. Besides the Cuomo sexual harassment report, her office also released an analysis noting that the then governor grossly undercounted the number of COVID deaths in the nursing homes. You'd think James would be a lock for re-election. But a new poll from Trafalgar has Republican Attorney General candidate Michael Henry in a statistic dead heat with James. If we want to get technical, he's beating James with 44.2% to her 43%. Is James on the verge of collapse? There's still a lot of time, but it does show she's vulnerable. And we will have Mr. Henry on this program next week. For all New Yorkers and the entire nation to hear about Michael Henry as we all zero in on Letitia, excuse me, Tisha James, the lady who does not believe in justice. You want to hear something a little ironic and disgusting? Just the news, Treasury Inspector General launches audit of IRS employees cheating on their own taxes. And 87,000 more coming, imagine. Inspector General for Tax Administration, J. Russell George, will conduct the audit at the request of the I Republican Senator Joni Hurst, according to the Washington Times, before Biden's army of auditors start harassing innocent taxpayers. Let's first make sure the tax collectors have paid their own taxes, says Senator Ernst. The mass audit comes as the agency prepares to hire 87,000 agents. And the Democrat, every single Democrat voted for those 87,000 agents. I'm waiting for Mitch McConnell to repeat something that I have encouraged the Republicans to say. I heard Cruz say it the other night. 
the Republicans should commit to getting rid of them, to defunding them. And you know what Mitch McConnell said, Mr. Producer? Nothing. (sighs) Nothing. Ah, that Mitch, what a leader. Republicans and Americans nationwide have expressed concerns the IRS will use those new agents primarily to target Americans of modest means. And in fact, they will. But isn't it fascinating? Isn't it fascinating that we have people working at the IRS that don't pay their taxes? Like a son of a vice president, like Hunter Biden. Just like that. Well, this doesn't really fit in anywhere, but you need to know about it. Epic Times, one of the great sites. CNS News, another great site. But here at Epic Times, a new report by the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget estimated that the policies the Biden administration has implemented through executive actions and legislative efforts will add about, ready, $4.8 trillion to deficits between 2021 and 2023. You know how Biden screams like a mental patient about how he's cut? The deficit by 1.5 trillion? Nobody knows where he gets that from. Nobody. Maybe he gets it from Dr. Jill. When she's playing doctor and he's playing patient. But he is a patient. Even in the American Rescue Plan, if it were removed from the equation, the White House would still have contributed approximately $2.5 trillion. Now the $4.8 trillion consists of, ready, $4.6 trillion of new spending including $3 trillion from legislation, $1.1 trillion from executive edicts. How do you spend $1.1 trillion from executive edicts when the Constitution is very specific about who passes spending bills? Pay attention, Meritless Garland. You sh- Some of the specific policies that have exacerbated the federal government's fiscal challenges were the fiscal year 2022 omnibus bill, $625 billion. The infrastructure bill, $370 billion. Ukraine supplemental, $55 billion. Net interest, $700 billion. Listen to that. Did you hear what I just said there, Rich? Interest, $700 billion. And as interest rates go up, ladies and gentlemen, $700 billion in interest payments in one year on the debt. $700 billion. You know what that means? It'll soon be a trillion. Just interest on the debt. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. One of the great constitutional patriots in America, let alone in the Senate, is Mike Lee, a favorite of this program. Mike Lee is in a re-election effort, but it's a particularly nefarious effort that's being raised against him or uh, used against him. They have a phony independent who has claimed in the past to be Republican and now is really a Democrat. He's really a leftist uh, chameleon. And there's so many running like this uh, this year. And uh, he's trying to convince the people in Utah 
that he's the guy to vote for, given his uh, fantastic record. Mike Lee, how are you, my friend? Doing great, and always great when I'm on the Mark Levin Show. Thanks for having me on tonight. Thank you, my friend. Tell us about this race. Tell us what's going on in Utah. This is an unconventional race. My opponent, Evan McMullen, a few years ago, was a Republican. And he stepped forward and decided to run against me as an independent. Totally his right to do that. Here's where it got weird. He went to the Utah Democratic Party and he said, I'll tell you what, you don't run a Democratic candidate. Endorse me instead. They've essentially made him their Democratic candidate. And he's now running as an independent, but he's an independent running on a leftist platform, having voted for Joe Biden, supported Joe Biden, encouraged others to vote for Joe Biden, praised Joe Biden at every turn and called Republicans racists and idiots and knuckle-drackers and insurrectionists. He's done all these things and adopted a leftist platform and is now saying he's going to get elected by putting, as he puts it, a coalition of Democrats, independents, and Romney Republicans ready to vote for him. Um, But there's a problem. He's a lefty. He's not someone who should appeal to any Republican. Uh, He's not someone who should appeal to most independents, in part because he won't talk about almost any policy. But what policies he does plug are progressive policies. They're policies that support President Biden's failed agenda. And in the meantime, he's saying as little as possible. He's loved by the local media, loved by the national media. And they've touted him at every turn, never asking him difficult policy questions about anything. That's why I need your help. We need to beat him. By the way, if people want to help you, Mike Lee, in Utah and can help you in Utah or from all over the country, where do they go? They should go to LeeForSenate.com. That's LeeForSenate.com. At LeeForSenate.com, you can read about my agenda, about my record. You can read about the race. And most importantly, you can make a contribution. Uh, That would be very, very helpful because what Evan McMullen is doing right now is he's raising money on the Democratic far left uh, fundraising platform called Act Blue. That's another clue that this guy's a progressive, that he's a far left lefty. He's raising money on Act Blue, even though he wants you to believe that he's somewhere in the middle of the road, that he is whatever you want him to be. But you can help us defeat this. Uh, at LeeForSenate.com because in the meantime, this guy is raising a ton of money uh, 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 from Democrats and progressives all over the country to spend in Utah against me. And uh, where does Romney stand? He has maintained his neutrality in this race, citing the need to respect the fact that he's got two friends in this race. When he first told me that, I, I asked him who's the other friend. I honestly wasn't sure. Um, uh, so, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. I, 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 I understand his decision. Doesn't mean I like it. I wish it were otherwise, but every other Republican in the United States Senate wholeheartedly endorses me. Well, I won't, I don't want to cause any riff or any problem here, but that's really unbelievable. I think, uh, really unbelievable because this guy, Evan is a complete fraud He's just uh, power hungry. This guy, Evan, has uh, been all over the map. He is uh, dishonest with the people of Utah. And uh, how does the race look right now? Okay, so I, I've been up on him significantly, up um, uh, 18, 19 points over the last few weeks. Meanwhile, all of the publicly released polls 
show a much closer race. The publicly released polls, often with media backing, uh, have him uh, within four to five points of me. I believe those polls have been inaccurate, and uh, they're based on a, a faulty sample selection mechanism. Nonetheless, he's hoping to make those something of a, f- a self-fulfilling prophecy. He raises money off of them constantly by showing donors, Democratic leftist donors all over the United States, look, I'm almost within the margin of error of beating Mike Lee. And the money keeps flowing in from liberal Democrats all across America into Utah. And so little by little, this could create a self-fulfilling prophecy. And in fact, uh, what polling data we're seeing now suggests that it is closing. Uh, I, I don't have my latest poll uh, uh, ready yet, but um, I, I'm told that the numbers are closing and that this may well soon become a single digit race. You know, if we can't hold your seat in a state like Utah, we're in deep, 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 deep trouble, particularly against a reprobate like this. And, and Mark, the big problem. Yeah. Uh, sounds like we lost it, Mr. Producer. It is 828 anyway. We will get. <laughs> now, you know, somebody's doing this to us, right, Mr. Producer? Same time every day in the middle of an interview. <laughs> Well, we'll get Mike Lee back, Senator Lee back. And what's happening is the Democrats are pouring a ton of money into this. Uh, This guy's running ads like he's actually an independent when he's really a a Democrat. Uh, They're trying to paint Mike Lee as all of us as a radical winger. And uh, unfortunately, um, Mitt Romney's sitting on the sidelines. Mike Lee, this happens to us every night. I can't explain it. Can't explain it. Now, most people in America think Utah is a pretty conservative state, no? It is. It is a pretty conservative state. And in fact, we haven't elected a Democrat to the United States Senate since 1970, which is before I was born. Um, and Who was Utah, that, Moss? Whole, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm testing yeah, my memory. It was, Frank, it was Frank Moss. Frank Moss. And Hatch beat him, right? years later by Orrin Hatch. That's correct. Yeah, okay. That was the last Democrat elected to the U.S. Senate from Utah. And look, Evan McMullen knows this. Utah Democrats know this. That's why they conspired. That's why they kept out their own uh, actual Democrats from this race. They knew that they couldn't do that. So they ran him. But there's a problem. He is the de facto Democratic candidate now because they've endorsed him and because he's embraced their policies. He is a lefty. And although he claims that he'll be independent, he'll be neutral, uh, what we know is that unless someone is already firmly identifying as Republican, they're, they're always going to affiliate Democratic. We've got exactly two independents in the United States Senate right now. They both caucus with the Democrats. He mm. will be Joe Biden's guy, Chuck Schumer's 51st vote. We can't let that happen. Mike Lee, I'd like you to hold on. I have a number of questions for you after the break. Um, and give us the uh, website again, Mike. That's LeeForSenate.com. LeeForSenate.com. We'll put it on all of our platforms. LeeForSenate.com. We'll be right back with Senator Mike Lee. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door 
in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mike Lee, are you there, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, you are. What are the big issues for you in your election in Utah? Look, the three biggest issues in Utah right now are first, inflation. Second, inflation. And third, inflation. Mm-hmm. People throughout the United States are finding it more difficult to feed, house, clothe their families. And nowhere is this more true than in Utah. In fact, Mark, uh, in Utah, the average Utah family spends nearly $950 a month, every single month more on their basic monthly necessities than they were spending in January of 2021. That is an enormous amount of money. I mean, we're, we're talking about an, an amount well exceeding $11,000 a year. And this is just for the average family. Jeez. These are not luxury mm-hmm. items. These are just in order to survive. This is the de facto Biden tax. This is what he's brought us. And he, he somehow has the sense that uh, we'll all be just fine, that, you know, like pigeons he might keep in his backyard in Delaware, we'll figure out something to eat and we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. The truth of the matter is, what he's done to us is barbaric. He, mm-hmm. he, he brought in $4 trillion last year, and he spent nearly $7 trillion. This was the predictable, foreseeable, and in fact foreseen result of that kind of deficit spending. He's made America's poor middle class poorer and the rich richer, and that's disgusting. It's so true. And not only that, he inherits a nation that is energy independent, where the supply is is readily available, and, uh, and turns us into a energy importing country and is now going to turn us into Germany, which is going to have a very, very cold winter. I mean, who's ever heard of a president sabotaging his own country, Mike Lee? It doesn't happen. I I can't think of a time when this has happened to this degree, especially in such a short period of time. I mean, look at what he's done to American energy production. Look at what he's done to the cost of living. Uh, to the cost of housing, to the closer cost of food. Look at what he's done to our border. It's as though our country has ceased to exist as a country, as far as he's concerned. 
because he's willing to invite them in. You know, at the end of the last administration, our border was secure. Mm-hmm. Really more secure than it has been at any other time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. It was secure. And he opened the gates wide and said, come on in. He's enriching the drug cartels and further impoverishing America's communities that are least able to handle these things. He is, in fact, the problem. Kevin McMullen voted for him and encouraged others to do so. It's one of the many reasons why I'm going to beat this guy. You know, I read, uh, wow, he's really had a, a jump, a spike in his polls. His polls are at 42%. He's still way underwater, 45%, whatever it is. What, it's a jump from 37 or 38? I mean, first of all, with the media at your back, it's ridiculous. Go ahead. Every day, the media is always doing his bidding. Every day, they're telling the world how great he is, and it's not working. And they call it a victory when all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, uh, the price of gasoline dips by a few pennies. Uh, and, And all of a sudden, his poll numbers aren't quite as catastrophic even though they're deadly, even by uh, first-term, mid-term election standards for an incumbent president, they're bad, and yet they find a way to spin this. This is what it's like to live as a Democrat public official in the United States of America. The media will do your dirty work for you every day. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, if you want to help Senator Lee, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Mike, where do they go again? They go to LeeForSenate.com. I can sure use your help in Utah. Help me come back to the Senate and defeat Evan McMullen, the progressive. LeeForSenate.com. And you're not just a guy who says stuff. You've been around now a while enough on Capitol Hill. We know who you are. You're the real deal. So, folks, let's get behind our buddy Mike Lee here. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Mark. Take care. All right. You take care, too. All right, Mr. Producer, I think it's time to go to some calls here. I'm going to take some calls. Dustin, Corpus Christi, Texas, XM Satellite, go. Yes, sir. How you doing? Well, I just wanted to remind everyone when Biden promised that this was not going to cost the American taxpayer a single dime and what a lie that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not going to raise taxes just on the rich, you know. Just on the rich, and he has slammed everybody. He's oh, a yeah. wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. All right, yep. my friend. Good call. Thank you, buddy. Let's go to Dana, Los Angeles, California, the great KRLA. 870, the answer, where I'm live and national. Go. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I'm here to warn every one of you in this country outside of L.A., What is coming if they win is violence you have never seen. I live in Malibu. We are constantly home invasions, follow home robberies. There's not a store in Los Angeles that doesn't have to have a guard. They shoot us at the market. People are shot here, stabbed here, machetes to eyeballs. They had to close down the Malibu chili cook-off because there was a shootout. You are crazy in Utah to let a progressive take your state. They are going to get you by name calling you. Don't believe it. I'm warning you. They have ruined Los Angeles, and I am born and raised here. That is a warning. They will literally destroy where you live. The home robberies here are ridiculous. They take cars here 
as though they own them. Literally, my car has been stolen twice. My neighbor's kid was shot. And I'm in a $3 million home. They don't like you. They never will like you. They think they're better than you. And I'm telling you, to let any of these progressives win, you're out of your mind. Look no farther than Maxine Waters. Thank you. Wow. Wow, Dana hung up. But she's warning everybody. She lives in a very well-to-do neighborhood in Los Angeles, Malibu. I think that's part of greater Los Angeles. I know where it is, I think. And uh, she's telling you what's taking place everywhere. The carjackings, the shootings, and the stores. So the Democrats want you women in the suburbs, as they call you, Republican women in the suburbs, to be thinking endlessly about abortion. You better be thinking about your own safety, the safety of your own family. That's what you better be thinking about. Because these crimes are coming to your neighborhood if they haven't already arrived. They definitely are. So at least for one election, if abortion is your issue, please put it out of your mind and start paying attention to all the other things that are taking place. Look, a free, open, civil society cannot survive like this and it's not going to it's not going to abortion won't matter it's not going to survive like this it's just not and that's their plan i'll be right back mark lovin Ladies and gentlemen, fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. If you can't watch it live, you can always record it on your DVR. Matter of fact, you should set it now, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Charles Payne, who is fantastic. We're going to walk through the economy like Sherman through Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. And Adam Laxalt. I'm trying to have at least one candidate on every show now. Now. It's close in Nevada, but he has a shot. And so he's an outstanding candidate, and we'll want to talk to him. My opening statement, of course, on a number of these legal issues, Mar-a-Lago, the Department of Justice, and so forth, as well as the future of the country. So I hope you'll join us. We'll continue to do it as long as you watch. If you don't watch anymore, then there's no point, of course. Sunday, 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 live, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, I guess at 7 p.m. Central, Mountain Time, you know what time it is there. You don't need me to tell you. Stephen, Oklahoma on the Mark Levin app. Uh, go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it and uh, love your show. Are you an um, Okie from Okie City? I am not. I'm actually a big rig at the moment. Oh, cool. Very good. Thank you. Uh, so my question is, um, rather than defunding the 87,000 IRS agents, is it possible, hypothetically, for a new president as the chief executive to reassign 87,000 IRS agents 
to Immigration, Customs, and Border Patrol. Now, the way it would work, and I want to get too much in the way, we're talking about FTEs, full-time equivalents, they call them in the federal bureaucracy. And each person has to be qualified for each one of these positions. So you can't just take like 50,000 people out of the Department of Agriculture and put them on the border. So you would literally have to defund them and, or, and to move those FTEs over to the Department of Homeland Security. So the best way to do it is in a single bill. You eliminate those positions at the IRS. You add those positions to the Department of Homeland Security with a great de- degree of specificity about what those positions are for. That's how you do it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always bothered me when people talk about uh, illegal immigration and they say, well, you can't deport all these millions of people. Uh, my feeling is, in fact, you can't deport them all at once. But over time, you certainly could if you stop the flow at the border. We've got to control the border first and then work our way backwards and start deporting people. There's absolutely no question about it. We're not talking about people now who've been here for 10, 20 years. We're talking about people who've been here in the Biden administration. And enough is enough. And this is grotesque. It's disgusting. And we've got to make sure we don't have judges who all of a sudden start granting rights and processes to illegal immigrants and make it virtually impossible to move them. And we've got to have an FBI and prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's offices and in Maine Justice who are focused on law enforcement, not the politics of destroying the Republican Party and destroying Republican Uh, leaders like Donald Trump. All right, my friend. Thank you, and God bless us. Let's continue. Tricia, Trumbull, Connecticut, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Mark, uh, my husband and I are BYU graduates, and uh, I lived in Utah for many years, in Salt Lake City, in fact, and I don't understand what had happened that people would vote for someone like McMullen, but things can really change. I've always been a Republican voter and conservative, and back in 2008, I, we supported Romney for president until he... We all did. Um, the, the, the choice was him or Obama, you know. Yeah, well, that, I'm talking about when he um, he stopped his campaign. This was earlier. But anyway, I don't know what's gone wrong with him, but Mike Lee should become the next Uh, Supreme Court Justice, in my view, and he's one of the very best senators. Salt Lake City has changed a lot. I mean, they I don't know if they still have, they have a lesbian mayor now, and of course, like many um, capital cities, the LGBT activists and other leftists have come in, and they want to take over the capital cities, even in Utah. Mm -hmm. All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Let us continue. Let us go to John. Talling New York, XM Satellite. John, go right ahead, please. Yes, sir. My name is John. I come from upstate New York. And I just wanted to ask, I saw on the news that a plane load from Texas came up to Martha's Vineyard. It just so happened. No, there was a plane load from Florida that went to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. My 50, about- 50 illegal immigrants and apparently has the almost exclusively Caucasian and albino community there, except for, of course, Obama, among others. Very, very upset. 
Yeah, I just find it kind of interesting because depending on what news channel you listen to, you do hear it and then you don't hear it. And I'm just wondering what ultimately is going to happen if they're just going to continue sending plane loads in. Well, I vote for Rehoboth Beach right in front of Joe Biden's home. And I don't think his wall that we paid half a million dollars for will stop these particular uh, individuals from climbing it. Do you? No, not at all. No, I think they have great experience in that regard. And no better place than Joe Biden's mansion, one of his many mansions that he earned on a senator's salary. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed... Jimmy, call tomorrow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our truckers, and the men and women in Taiwan and Ukraine. We haven't forgotten you. And, of course, you...